Ready? Yeah. All right. Another episode of Grant You Wisdom. I'm here with Jim Dean. Um, owner, CEO, What what is the... Um, did you guys come up with Kitchen Craft or Kitchen Design Business, everybody, by the way? Um, if you want to explain it a little bit, because I'm honestly curious. Well, I guess if you go back to how we started, it was actually my partner and I, which we're still partners. And uh, this was started our senior year at Ohio State. So we were still in school. And how did the, sorry if I interrupt with questions. Um, how did you guys even end up even wanting to do this? So he was already doing uh, another type of business with other partners um, in the construction industry and just was not happy. And we were friends. And just one day he approached me. He's like, hey, I want to start another company. I want you to be my partner. I think you'd be great. And I said, okay. So um, went and got training from another company, a competitor. Got my training, quit. And so then- how does that you went, did they know that you were going to do, no, do that? Okay. No, no, they didn't know. So, I uh, went to a competitor at the time we were thinking about remodeling as far as exterior remodeling. So window siding, roofing, doors, patio enclosures. So I went to the biggest, best company in town, which is no longer. And, uh, was there for six months went through their training and after the training and, you know, figured everything out, then we went and started our own company. And then what, what did you guys, I mean, like, how did you start like just going to people's houses or old school? How do you start that? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, it was ground zero. It was, uh, his apartment. There was a desk, a phone and a phone book. (laughs) I I forgot about phone books. (laughs) Forgot about the phone books, the good old, uh, white pages or I should say yellow pages. And, uh, we literally started with the A's. This is old school. Started with the A's. We take turns one night. I would start cold calling everybody and, you know, telemarketing, I guess yeah. is what it is. And just asking people if they you know needed help with their remodeling needs and try to set up appointments. And the night one of us is setting up, the other one's running the appointments. And then we'd, you know, flip flop the following night and he'd call and I'd run the appointments. So literally started from ground zero with nothing. Okay. Dang that that's hard to do. It was hard to do, but you know, if you want to do anything, you got to start somewhere. We didn't have anything. We had no money. Uh, I mean, we had no overhead. And then will you kind of uh, explain to people like what, what it is you actually do right now or back then? Um, right now. So right now, uh, I am co-owner of both kitchen craft and dream baths. So that's, a full design build firm, obviously specializing in kitchens and baths, which means we do everything in house from design selections, installation and service. Then what did you guys, um, I'm just curious what were like your, is the, I guess maybe the word is interior motives to like start the business. Like, did you hate, did you guys hate, like, do you get what I'm trying to say? I can't spit it out. Well, like what made you guys want to start your own business? You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. that you said that your partner didn't like his job, but so, like, what was the, what was the driving force? So I think it was different reasons for both of us. So for him, he was working for another company that was doing the sales for windows and siding while in college, making very good money yeah. and knew that it was a very lucrative business. So I think yeah, he was chasing the money. Okay. Um, for me, I was still in college um, and I was pre-med. I thought I was going to be a doctor. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to be a doctor. 
Um, I wasn't doing very well at it. Um, and then once I got a job at James Cancer, just to get my foot in the door in the atmosphere, I realized it was not for me. I, I just did not enjoy being around, you know, people that weren't doing well. It yeah. was just not my personality. It was depressing. And you got patients, you know, begging me to help them. And I, I'm just, you know, I can't help them. I was actually working just dietetics, serving them their meals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I figured that wasn't for me at that point in time. And then I, right after that, I went and started working at right rug, which my, um, <laughs> how, my, how was that? So my best friend, his <laughs> father owned it at the time. Now he's running the show, but, um, I was awful the first six months out of 128 salespeople. I'll never forget this. I was dead last in sales. Really? And then my friend slash, you know, owner now of Right Rug transferred to the store that I was at. I watched him for 30 days, learned sales from him in 30 days, and I finished off the year number three in the company in sales. Dang. So I didn't know I had sales in me. I had never sold. I didn't know anything about it. I learned it. It was just, did you natural. have it? Did you have an interest in it before? Like, did no. you, were you just like, I don't think I could do this. Like when you first started. Yeah, I just did it just because it was a job and yeah. I'm like, whatever, it's cool. I get to work with my friend and I get to wear a tie and I'm like, <laughs> you know, whatever. I had no idea. And uh, I just, I was natural at it. I was just good at sales. I like talking to people. I know how to talk to people. Yeah. So when we, um, he approached me when he's like, I want to start another company with you. I already had that sales and I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, he's. You know, was it you. was it like uh did you really think about it before you did it or, or were you just like uh, all right let's do it that's a good question um yeah i think i jumped into it right away really it's like let's do it um i remember we needed like five thousand dollars to start i don't remember how we came up with that number <laughs> um and then i went back home to toledo to visit with my parents and i asked for a loan and they gave us the five thousand dollars and we literally started it in the apartment, you know, phone, phone book. Um, and then slowly we started hiring college kids uh, on campus okay. to canvas and go door to door to get leads how, and appointments. How do you go about um, like hiring people? Today? Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that. I had an interview today that <laughs> took five hours today. So Seriously? Yes. So, I mean, we, we put ads out, obviously, whether it be Indeed or, you know, whatever, but it's kind of funny. Most of the time I end up hiring people just from word of mouth yeah, and from people we know and just asking around, um, more so than an ad that's, you know, on Indeed or yeah. on the internet. Um, but yeah, just try to find the best people, only the best. So um, like, um, Trying to think. So when you guys, you guys are the kitchen designers. So do you design it and then you have a team go in there and build it as well? Or do you like cooperate <laughs> with the team? So everybody, I mean, now we've grown. Okay. So yeah. we are a very large company now. So it went from two people in an apartment with a phone and yeah. the phone book to we've got 15,000 square foot facility with warehouse. Uh, we got multiple designers on staff. We've got CAD designers on staff. We've got What's that? CAD designers do all the 3D drawings for the designs. Okay. Um, the designers go out and meet with the clients, talk to them about what they want, and then they they tell the CAD designer what they want designed. They pick everything out, saying this is the cabinets, this is the flooring, 
give all those selections to the CAD designer, and then he brings it to life in 3D, full color, is virtual that, reality. Is that like, a, okay, so on the computer? On the computer, right. And then after it's sold, then there's a whole production side that takes over and they do all the ordering. And that's part of your guys' business. You have a team now. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we've got uh, project managers uh, that will oversee the project, uh, come up with the schedule, give it to the homeowner, oversee all the trades, the electricians, the plumbers, the HVAC guys, the carpenters. What's what's like uh, the craziest uh like so do people like request kind of what they want or do you do they ask you guys to like do they give you an idea of what they want or do they tell you exactly what they want and then you guys will create it or you they they call you guys and then they're like right we like your work you do whatever you want a little bit of both okay um there's some people that are very heavily involved in what they want and they do a lot of research they go on to Pinterest, they go on to house and they save all these images and pictures okay. for inspiration. Uh, but they still don't know the layout quite, you know, cause you know, being full design build firm that we are, we can take out walls, we can move windows and doors to get a better layout or a better design. So we really, How long does that take, um, that sounds do- complicated. Like what if someone was just like, I need this window, like two inches, like, has that ever happened? Like where it's just like, you need something to be moved just one inch, uh, or yeah. something crazy like that doorways. I've moved doorways over a few inches to make more room for, you know, a longer run of cabinets yeah. to be able to squeeze a fridge and a stove on that wall or something. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing we can't do on the inside of a house, yeah. really, <laughs> but yes, that adds time and it adds money. And, but that's our niche. That's our client. Yeah. You know, we're not just your local contractor that wants to take things out and put them right back where they are. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm sure you guys really take your time. So, you know what I mean? It was really nice. And yes. then what uh, awards did you guys win? Uh, well, through the years, we've won many. Um, there's one here local through the NARI um, uh, chapter, National Association of the Remodeling Industry. So we do enter uh, our projects every year. Every year we've entered, we have won a Cody, which is a contractor of the year award. That's not, I like the name of that. Yep. Uh, and there's different categories, you know, kitchens up to 60,000, kitchens up to 120,000, oh. kitchens over 120,000. What's the lowest? Uh, kitchens, I think, start at 30. Okay. 30 to 60,000 category. That, is that like, uh, what would be, I'm trying to think of like a, a normal home by like Dublin Davis. Like, is that how much would it be to remodel that to make it like modern? I guess it's what you want, right? It's relative to the scope of work. So are you taking out walls are, which adds to the investment? Are you moving appliances, which then means you're moving electric and plumbing and ventilation, which adds to the project. Are you taking out a wall? Are you taking out soffits? So it's all relative to the scope, but if you were taking things out and putting them right back where they were and doing floors, cabinets, tops, you know, new lights and plumbing fixtures and appliances, it could be 50, 60,000 today. Yeah. Um, you start t- talking, taking out walls and blowing things out and moving everything around. Is that, is that a fun part, a fun part of it? Do you ever get involved in that? Well, that's, well, no, not the actual labor. No. Uh, the whole production team takes care of that, yeah. but it is fun because you're recreating a space and it's like being an artist and you're coming up with this new design. Uh, so it's always like a challenge. You yeah. Know, how can I make the space better? Dang, I like that. But, what What's like the craziest thing somebody's ever asked for in 
in their kitchen like have you ever like had like something weird request or i i don't know how it works you know what i mean like what yeah. can what's like the craziest thing you could add in the kitchen oh my gosh <laughs> in the kitchen these days like you know what i mean uh you ever had like a weird request like i want i don't know like a, a stripper yeah. pole in the in the kitchen all right so two things i got two answers for you one for the bathroom one for the kitchen okay um the kitchen i had a bachelor request no cabinets in the kitchen he wanted all double drawer refrigerators but put wood fronts on them so they look like cabinets but every time you pulled any of the they're all drawers only yeah that's all there was you pull the drawer open it's a refrigerator okay that's what he wanted <laughs> that wow. is how many drawers were there it would have been like we end up not getting it. It was yeah. a request. I think after he found out the cost and maybe <laughs> and so. like the electric, like I feel like on the electric bill on that and stuff, just always have like refrigerators going like that. It was odd. <laughs> it was odd. A lot of beers. I don't know. That that has to be what it is. I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, it's like yeah, pick a drawer. You're good. Pick a drawer. Any drawer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then bathroom. I remember another. Oh, it's always like these bachelors, I guess, have these odd requests, but uh, he wanted a bench built into the shower, but the bench had to be based on height if he had a lady friend in there, okay. if you know what I mean, hey. <laughs> so that it was the right height and angle. Dang. For, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, so, that's weird. It was really weird. We actually had to measure his inseam, so we figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would, I would be like, I would definitely be way too scared to even ask that. I'd just be like, man, these people think I'm freaking. Uh, they don't. I don't know what they think. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. What? Well, go ahead. But also, it's what it makes it fun is because yeah. everybody wants something different. And you know, when we started our first company doing the exterior remodeling, you're showing the same window every day. You're showing the same side. It's boring. Yeah. This, you get to be creative. There's no two projects that are alike. Everyone's completely different. Do you think you like it a, a little more because it's your own? Right. Exactly. You're putting your name on it, yeah. uh, your own design, and you just don't get bored. I mean, every you, project's different. Do you take that very seriously? Like, because it's like your name behind it. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And I tell all the potential clients, you know, this is what I would do. And they're like, you're sure you wouldn't do anything else? I'm like, no, I'm not only putting the you know, the kitchen craft or, you know, dream bass name on it. I go, I'm putting my name on it. Yeah. I want people to walk in jaws hit the ground going, Holy crap. Is that, who, who did this? Is that a really good feeling? It's actually the best part about my job is when you go to the house, when it's done to see it for the first time complete. And all you do is listen to the client rant and rave, how happy they are. It's kind of like an artist and you walk on stage at the end and it's like the applause yeah. afterwards. It's like, that's the most rewarding feeling of, about doing this because you've enhanced their lives for them and their families. And they're just so happy. I feel like even on TV, when you see that stuff, like extreme home makeover, oh, yeah. when I was at show, like they'd move the bus and you'd see everyone's like, ah, they're all emotional, yeah. they're all happy. <laughs> you've never seen one crying or sad. Yeah. You know? I mean, tears of, you know, happiness. Yeah. But not in, you know. Could, not unhappy. could you ever imagine or see imagine yourself doing something different no like have you ever thought about it like was there a point i guess where you thought during it i guess i already asked this in the beginning but like even after after the first start of it we talked about how was there a uh, part where you thought about being done with it 
Or did, no. did I say that? No, you I can't didn't remember. say that. Okay. No, no. Actually, no. I mean, we've been doing this since 1995, and we keep evolving, which keeps it interesting and fresh and new. Evolving meaning learning about new products and new techniques and can, can you the say company. can you say something like uh something that you started with and then evolved it well like for instance when we first started doing the kitchens we didn't know what we were doing there was no experience we had no experience yeah. so we didn't have a showroom uh we were subbing everything out we didn't take down walls we didn't move can, anything can you explain all this stuff because i want to know about it like what's the what's the showroom like what is all that stuff well so before a showroom, literally, it was our trunks with cabinet door, <laughs> six cabinet door samples, a chain of laminate floor or laminate countertop samples, and a chain of vinyl flooring, and one board of tile for backsplash. That's it. That's all they had to pick from. All right. We didn't know. So starting out in the 90s, our average kitchen was twelve dollars to $18,000 because that's all we knew how to design. Yeah. And that was the only products that we had. Now with the showroom and with you know, this many years of experience, we know high end, we know how to design better. There's nothing we can't figure out or yeah. can't design or can't do. So the products are much nicer. The design knowledge has grown. We, we know how to take out walls, structural walls, not structural walls. So like today, our average kitchen is probably a hundred to 150,000. Dang. And you can't learn that in school. Yeah. You can't learn it overnight. You can't even learn it in a, a few years. It takes years of learning failing on some, you know, making some mistakes Can't, along the way. Are you, are you allowed to say something? Yeah. Like what, what is like one of the mess ups where, where you're just like, Oh fuck. Uh, I'll, my first one, I'll never forget it. <laughs> it was uh, my first kitchen I sold in Marysville, Ohio. Okay. And I put a pantry cabinet up against the wall that had those, you know, those pull out roll trays. Yeah. And you're supposed to put a spacer or a filler between the cabinet and the wall so the door can open more than 90 degrees. Okay. Well, I didn't do that <laughs> because I didn't know you had to do that. Yeah. So when it got installed, the client calls and she's like, I opened the door and it hits the wall. So when I go to pull my roll trays out, they don't pull out. They hit oh. the door. So we put a hole in her wall so that the hardware on the cabinet would go into the hole so she could pull out her roll trays. And luckily, I don't know <laughs> how, she was okay with that. That's nice. I get, I mean, it looked like crap. Yeah. I was nice holding it, but that was the first mistake I made. And it was the first one, first one and never made it again. I feel like whenever I try to start something, I feel like the, like the first thing that I do is like, you always mess up on the first one, but I feel like that's just how it is. Or like the first, at least the first three, there's always something wrong with what you do or something like that. I feel like that's the test. Is a test and you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, that's a thing. And you're going to, you're going to make mistakes no matter what you're doing in the beginning, but that only makes you better. Yeah. Um, and like I said, every year that we started our kitchen contracts, I guess, grew, you know, 12,000, 18, another year, 21, 24, as our knowledge grew, the contracts grew because our knowledge was better and we knew more about products and how things go together, engineering, design. I mean, I'm still learning today. That's the best part about yeah. this job also. I guess the second best, you know, besides, <laughs> you know, when the job's done yeah. and going to the second part is every day I learn something new still to today. Like, like what? Well, whether it be a new product. Okay. Like uh, what's a new, what is a new product? What does that mean? Like for a kitchen? Well, there's a lot. Everything now, of course, is going to, um, oh, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah. What, what? Home automation. 
like so, Alexa's in the kitchen and stuff like that? Well, just even the appliances, for instance, they're all Wi-Fi capable now. Almost all the appliances you can buy. Is that crazy? Do you think that's crazy? It's insane. It's like, why do you... Do you like it? I mean, I, I do have one of my... I, mean, <laughs> I do have one here, my coffee machine that's built in. And it is kind of nice because I wake it's up cool. in the morning. I turn it on from my bed when my alarm goes off. <laughs> and then I can go to my setting gym, push gym. And by the time I get up and go downstairs, my coffee's made. Really? Maybe it's more being lazy, but I mean, or productive or productive. I'm saving five minutes every morning. Seriously, though. I mean, five minutes a day times, you know, 300 some days a year. That adds up. I feel like that's how you got to do it. (laughs) If you're trying to get on the go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, almost everything's going, you know, with Wi-Fi capabilities and, you know, these apps and everything. So you guys, would you guys ever do like a a restaurant kitchen? Has Has that ever been a thing? So no, we're not versed. It's completely different commercial kitchen. Okay. So different products, different cabinets, different appliances. Um, so no, right. no, that's not our niche. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just curious. The only thing we've ever did talk about, which we never did because we just got so busy, was doing like outdoor kitchens, like out on your patio. Ooh. So you guys still thinking of- about that? Not right now. The way things are right now, there's no time. Yeah. I mean, this what? industry's crazy right now. It's busy. Really? Yeah. What is, um like, when you guys first started, were you guys, like, trying to get as many as you can? Like, how many a year do you think you got? And, like, when you first started to how many things do you guys have now a year? Projects? Yeah. Contracts? So, yeah, initially, is how many can we sell? Because, I mean, they were simple projects, taken out, putting back. Um, and they're, like like I said, twelve eighteen thousand $18,000 kitchen. Yeah. You, do them, you start on a Monday, you could be done in less than two weeks. Yeah. Now, since our, I say our average contract now is in the six figures. So it's not about volume anymore because these projects take longer. Okay. So it's about doing larger projects, but less projects. Do you, are you going to, are you going to try to get more people to try to get more? No, no. I think we're, we're at where we want to be. I like that. You know, this is like enough. We tried expanding four or five years ago and had a lot more salespeople, a lot more project managers. And we did a, you know, a few million more than we're used to. Yeah. But what we found out the hard way is it's harder to manage when you got that many people. Things got to get a little hectic. Things fall through the crack. Your certain level of service goes down. So it took this many years, to, you know, that many years to figure out what our sweet spot yeah. was and we know what that is and that's where we like to maintain and, and keep that level of volume down to. I feel like at a certain point too, like, like let's say Amazon for instance, it's like you kind of just hire people for bodies. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. It's just yeah. like you, you said you're comfortable and, and I think that's pretty cool. It's just like you want the work to be good. Like you like the people that are doing it. Right. Kind of thing. Yep. Um, what is like, are you very appreciative of, of this, of the kitchen craft? Like just that where it took, where it's taken you? Absolutely. I mean, like our team right now is amazing. Yeah. The people that we've got in place. Um, and we've been around, like I said, since the nineties and, you know, we've become a household name in yeah. Columbus. I mean, most people, if you say, have you heard of kitchen craft? Yeah. Them say, yeah. Oh well, yeah. We know who they are. Um, so it's nice knowing that we've had that longevity, been in business that long and our reputation, everyone 
you know, I always ask the first question, how'd you hear about us? And they're like, Oh, I Googled you and your reviews, you know, were a plus and you know, they're, they're very, you know, and, and, I, and I mean it, mean it by like, just like what it's given you like money wise, like you're able to like do more traveling, like cool stuff. Like, well, yeah, that's one thing, yeah. but, um, you know, still being on the design side, I mean, it is a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of time. So, um, you know, my philosophy has always been, you know, work hard, play hard. Um, but you know, I'm pretty much, you know, I work weekends, yeah. do whatever it takes. I, I don't have a lot of free time. I really don't. So I know, I feel like that's like a, a misconception. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like people like you and people yeah. that own other businesses, like they're working all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to be a business owner and whatever business you're going to work more than your 40 hours a week. I mean, I've got weeks I put in 70, 80. I've done more before. Um, but that's when I, you have to plan vacations. That's for me, my release. That's how I unwind, you know, two, three, you know, one week trips a year. And that's my out. What's like, know? what's the, 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 your favorite place that you've been to? Um, I, I mean, I love everywhere. Probably. Do you like uh, the snow or the beach? Sun. Yeah. Sun, beach, water, sand, uh, tequila. Okay. So uh, Costa Rica, been there twice. Love, love Costa Rica. Uh, been to South America, Brazil. How's that? Is that scary? Uh, it's not safe, but. Uh, Isn't it like if you go like one street over from like the main city or something, it's just like, yeah, be careful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even at night, if you're on the main strip. Really? At nighttime, you know, you walk out of your hotel, you get in your cab and go directly where you're going and get out and go in. Do yeah. not walk down the street. You ever hear about. Um, that story about like Coca-Cola, I think it's in Brazil mm -mm. or something like that. And like the, they, the CEO is like some girl and they like kidnapped her. Okay. It, I don't know. something back in the day or whatever, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, when I was there day one, first day I was on the beach and I was told not to wear jewelry. And this was back in the nineties and I had a necklace on yeah. and some 10 year old kid came from behind me on the beach, jumped up, snagged it off my neck uh we're just like yeah i should have listened should have listened <laughs> should have listened i started chasing them actually to get it back yeah and, and uh we're on the beach and then we're crossing the main street we're in uh, rio de janeiro um and crossing the street and just like you see in a movie he crossed the street but of course i ran out as a car was coming yeah and i tumbled over the hood of the car <laughs> like you'd see i wasn't hurt thank god and i got up and there was two police officers sitting there and i went up to him and Try talking in Spanish, you know, <laughs> to what happened. Yeah. I always say I, I, I feel like I'm a little bit Spanish. Like, I, I love uh, speaking Spanish yeah. randomly. Yeah. <laughs> and the reaction, they just shrug their shoulders like, too bad. Nothing they can do. They're like, whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. Just like that kind of stuff. Just like, yeah, sorry. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Done. <laughs> did you go to any soccer? Did you, have you ever been to a soccer game? Like uh, overseas or anything? We actually went there to the Americana and watched a game there, which was. What amazing. is the Americana? That's where, um, oh, it's a practice field or wherever, but in Brazil. Okay. That's their stadium. Really? Uh, you want to talk about rowdy. I mean, it's more rowdy than going to the a Buckeye game. I, I was going to say, like, it's, it's got to be different over there. And, like, aren't they, like, always just chanting the whole time and stuff like chanting, that? Chanting, standing, stomping. You think that the stands are going to collapse. It's like they, it's they really love their that sport. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like a, I feel like overseas, that's just a real, like, community thing, like. Oh yeah. Everybody loves it. And it's just like, let's make the most out of it. 
Yeah, they're crazy. <sighs> crazy. I kind of want to ask you about um, like your fitness journey too, like from where you started to where you are now, and why why you did that. If you don't mind me asking, well, it's because you know what I did, right? I I really don't. I I forget. Well, I know a little bit. Well, you know, I lost a lot of weight. Yes, yeah. and you look good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it started. Um, I thought I knew how to take care of myself all these years. I thought I knew how to work out. I thought I knew how to eat. I didn't. The I eating didn't. thing is weird now. It's just like, yeah. like the certain diets. Just it's like I feel like the food science is getting very right. Like we're finding out a lot now. Right. So I was seeing the doctor too often, and just I just you know just because I was overweight. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I had kids and then I just had an, you know, an aha moment. I'm like, man, I want to be here for my kids. I want to be here longer, I should say. Um, and so I did something about it and, uh, paid for a program, which I, I think I just paid someone to tell me to starve myself. Basically, <laughs> but, Um, I did learn though. And what it taught me was how to eat, what to eat, when to eat. What, what did it say? All right. What did, what did the, like, what did it say when to eat, where's, so what to eat? So what they, I guess, told me to do was eat 500 calories a day, which is not good, not safe. Yeah. But I didn't know the difference, so I did it. But uh, it was eating 500 calories a day, num, skip breakfast, because supposedly- I don't when, eat breakfast. Supposedly when you wake up in the morning, that's when your metabolism is working the hardest. So if you're putting nutrients into your body- you know, in the morning, yeah. it slows down your metabolism. So they uh, taught you to skip breakfast. You got black coffee, water, okay, whatever. Uh, and then it'd be a, obviously a very small lunch, you know, um, and then a piece of fruit for a snack and then a very small dinner and then a piece of fruit. But it was when you were doing that, were you like tired or anything or like, or did you actually feel like a little more energized? Like no, after like a certain amount of time tired, really? 500 calories is not a yeah. lot of food. <laughs> Getting uh, like dizzy after you get back up a lot and stuff like that. It wasn't dizzy, but you're right. I get home from work and if I sat down on the couch, I'd be snoring like by 530. Yeah. Like I cannot keep my eyes awake. But then every morning you get on the scale and I mean, you're averaging dropping a pound a day. Yeah. I was like, and then you get excited. It's like, yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So I did it for 40 days and I I think I, I started off at like 222 and got down to like 185 pounds. Okay. Um, it was a huge transformation. Yeah, absolutely. And I was not working out during it because there's no energy, obviously. Um, oh, dang. That was just food? That was just food. Oh, dang. So, But then after that, then I got in with a trainer. Uh, I think you know Aaron. Yep. And uh, started training. And when you get off the 40 days. And what is that place called? Um. Oh my gosh. Uh, course, uh, core fitness, core okay. strength, core fit, core, core strength fit. or core fitness. If anybody wants a good trainer. Yes. <laughs> uh, core strong. Okay. Core strong. So after the 40 days, they don't tell you that you can start eating again. They'd say, okay, every day introduce one food and then wake up the next day and see how your body reacted, meaning to the scale. Oh, and that way you kind of find out. It's like the opposite of a elimination diet, right? So not that you're allergic, but yeah. you know, your, your reaction. I have like th this, uh, like eczema. Yep. I tried to, I'm like right now it was like, it was pretty bad about a month ago, but I've been like taking out like, um, what is it called? I want, I always want to say flammable. Um, 
inflammatory foods. Oh, inflammatory. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, every day to, you know, try something new and, and just you learn, you know. I found out that, you know, apples, I gain weight off apples. Really? My body just, I don't know. Apples. That, <laughs> were you just like, what the heck? My That's kind of weird. My other friend did it and for him it was strawberries. You would not think strawberries. So like, He gained weight from it? Yeah. Hmm. Just everyone's body reacts differently. So if anything, besides me paying a couple thousand dollars to tell me to starve myself, yeah. what I learned is, you know, not eating carbs, not eating sugar, not eating early, and also not eating after dinner. No snacks after dinner. You don't, you know, sit down afterwards and eat. So when to eat, how to eat, you know, uh, and what to eat. So I've made it a permanent lifestyle yeah. ever since. I don't eat bad carbs. You could have a cheat day. Yeah. It's okay. Definitely no sugar, which luckily I'm one of the lucky people. I don't like sweets. Yeah. I don't so, like them that much either. No, I'm a protein guy and I can eat, you know, steaks and fish and chicken and whatever and and some kind of veggie and salad and I'm happy. Yeah. So it's actually easy for me. That, Very that's, easy. That's kind of pretty lucky though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other people will be like, man, this is freaking miserable. Yep. Yep. What, um, so tell me about this tequila thing again. I remember when I bartended that party. You guys were talking about like the tequila club or whatever it was. Well, that's funny you say that because it kind of goes hand in hand with the transformation or the weight loss. So, okay. um, yeah, I still wanted to drink, which is what were you drinking before that you liked? Crown Royal. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous. Um, so I was doing research on, you know, if you're going to drink, what's the healthiest thing? that you can drink uh, as far as the spirit's concerned. Obviously, yeah. red wine's good. Beer, bad. Yeah. Uh, That's just bloat, yeah. bloat city. It's the worst thing, <laughs> worst thing you can, you can do for your gut. Uh, so everything I read pointed to tequila. Uh, tequila is made from an agave plant. Uh, so, you know, it's made from something that, you know, comes from the earth. Uh, I read you don't get hangovers. I read it cures the common cold. Really? I'm probably joking. <laughs> um, and uh so i i started drinking tequila but not your everyday tequila there's obviously good quality tequila so yeah. um started experimenting and fell in love and sure enough they were right and nobody believed me you can drink um, the same amount of beer that you used to drink or same amount of whiskey or whatever but the next day no hangover you could, I still got up at 5 5 30 go run 3 miles really no issues i guess i never tried to just I'll usually have like a white claw or something and then like add and then be taking shots of tequila. But I've never just like gone out and just had tequila and then see yeah. what. Well, first of all, we don't do shots of tequila. Yeah. We sip because <laughs> it's quality. And of course, the other uh, thing is you don't mix. You just you stick with tequila all night. I feel like that's a, a thing that a lot of people don't know, like um, that that it is pretty good to just sip on tequila with some ice or something like that or even right. just straight like. No, most people, their memories of tequila is from college or back yeah. when it was all crap and we all did shots and yeah. we'd all get sick and black <laughs> out. That's all everybody, you know, remembers about tequila. Yeah. But uh, obviously I've got, you know, a lot of bourbon friends. Everybody loves bourbon. And I tell them what I just told you about, you know, quality and no hangovers. Yeah. Like, oh, bullshit, bullshit. I'm like, trust me. And so then, you know, we'll get together. They'll drink quality tequila all night. And then how did, how did you get that going? Like, is it just people in the neighborhood and you got, you like kind of just started a, like a once a week kind of thing? So or? I got a couple guys into it and then we're all like, I'm like, let's start a club. You know, this gives us also an excuse for us guys to get together yeah. and drink tequila. 
So I started this club and uh, there's probably about 15 members right now. And um, everybody takes turn hosting and there's always a theme, you know, this time around, uh, let's experiment with the extra aged, you know, in, in Yehos or, or infused tequilas or there's what's always like, a different theme. What's a infused tequila? Like a everybody takes a tequila and they infuse it with whatever fruit or like they're, they'll do it themselves at home or they, they'll buy it like that. No, make it fresh at home. Ooh, correct. So I forgot what I mean. I, I, some guys made some with like blueberries and lemons. How long do you, is it like a, you put it in there overnight kind of thing and let it mar marinate in the fruit? Depending what it is, you got to figure out how long to keep it in there. Cause if you leave it in too long, it gets kind of, I want to say, kind of like spoiled yeah and it just got that rotten little taste to it so, i never heard of that yeah so it's not too long it's 24 depending what it put in maybe 48 hours max um like i made jalapeno ones before and the Ooh. longer you leave it in there the hotter it gets and it gets too hot really sometimes it only needs to be in there four hours even that would be really good yeah like oh, a yeah. jalapeno margarita just already yes. uh, maybe i've had that before what's uh like the craziest thing that you've learned about tequila that you didn't know before Besides like the hangovers and stuff or like the, you got any cool facts about them or. I mean, I mean, there's, there's a lot. What's like the most, I don't know. What's your favorite tequila? We'll start with that. I have too many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that just, they're all so different. Is People that, don't re like, I've got 150 different bottles at my house right now. Really? And they're all completely different from one another. And like, I like them all for different reasons. So you got your extra aged ones for sippers um, and now they're coming out with, um, not coming out, but I've discovered, uh, Hovens, which are mixes. They'll mix. I think I remember that one from the party. That was a popular one. Yeah. That blue bottle. Yeah. I remember it. Gone in 10 minutes. Everybody <laughs> loved it. And it's kind of like wine too, just because it's, uh, it doesn't have to be an expensive bottle to be a good quality bottle. Yeah. Like that bottle we're talking about, that was $60. That tasted like a two, $300 bottle. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. What's, so is that the thing? Like. You really fall in love with like the shape of the bottle. Is that like, how do you, how do you personally go? Like, say you go into the store and you're going to go try a new tequila. Do you look at the bottle first? Do you look at what it's, uh, what's in it or. So there's an app for that. Okay. Um, uh, tequila matchmaker. Ooh. So you go and you plug in the tequila you're looking at. And then there's two ratings. One is by the community, people like you and I, that can go rate every, you know, taste and, you know, quality and yeah. everything aroma but then there's a professional panel that also rates it. Okay. So you can look at the two ratings. If it's a rating that's a, you know, 80, it goes up to a hundred. If it's 80 plus and you can't try it, then I buy it. Okay. You know, but when I go down to Mexico, usually you can try them first. And then I also look at the app. I choose, yeah. but if you can't try it, I use the app. What's, um, how many, so you, how did you, how many people were in the club to start with? I think it started just two of us. Yeah. And now we're up to about 15. Didn't, I think. Did, yeah. did, was that just from like word of mouth? You guys kind of, you should yeah. make it like a secret society kind of thing. Well, it's word of mouth. Uh, there's a couple that are neighbors. There are a couple that are friends. Um, I have a couple that are my clients. Okay. You know, I just from I was like, finding I was, out they like tequila. I'm like, hey, by the way. That's pretty cool. You know, they have to be avid tequila people. It's not just anybody. Yeah. Just like, hey, come try this nice tequila and yeah. leave. Yeah, exactly. Or they're going to be one and done, you know, so we try to find people that already like tequila yeah. and they want to be in the club. They want to keep trying different ones. 
uh, we were talking about right now, um, uh, scheduling a trip to Jalisco, Mexico to actually go check out the distilleries. Ooh. So hopefully end of this year. How do they make tequila? Or I know it's from the agave, but like, what is the process? Do you know? Uh, well, they get the agave plants and they, they crush them, um, either manually or there's uh, the original way is called a tajon, which is like this big, looks like a cement wheel almost that just goes in a circle old school, the horse, yeah. pull it around, you know what I mean? <laughs> and just crush them and you crush and crush and crush and crush. And then they put them into these big, uh, you know, vats, uh, the, the copper, yeah. um, you know, pots or whatever, yeah. you know, ferment them in there. Um, and then it's pr- after that, it's the same process you'd make any other, you know, spirit, except it's not just from sugars, it's yeah. from an actual plant. Um, and then, once it's done, it's a white color. That's your white tequilas, your blancos, unaged. And then is that the is that like the clear one? The clear, okay. yeah. And then if they put it in a barrel, just like bourbon, up to six months, then it's called reposado. If they put it in a barrel up to a year, then it's an añejo. Anything over is called an extra añejo. And the longer that's it's really in, dark. Yep. So it gets darker as you climb the ladder, and it gets more expensive as you go up as well. Is that so? The darker it is, is that the, is that the age of it too? Yes. Okay. Yes, because it's, it's it's getting more of the caramel color from that charred, you know, barrel. Do you like that the time. most? I do. Really? Yeah, I do. Actually, I prefer drinking the aged ones with a small cube than margaritas or mixed drinks. Like I used to think I liked better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, Do you think it matters like what kind of cube you use? Uh, well, do you, do you like the specific one, like a circle or? I've got ones that make them look like little skulls. Okay. So, For so, some reason, I was in my head. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my wife got them for me one year uh, because of like Day of the Dead. You know, yeah. They have down in Mexico. Oh, that'd be that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like those cues. I'm trying to think. Let's see. When uh, let's go back to the kitchen craft. Um, did you have like his fear even cross your mind like when you speak to somebody or? Um, try to sell something or it's just like if they say no do you just like okay let's go to the next person and see if they want to do something no fear you know either we're a good fit for them or we're not um if we're not a good fit for them then you know a different type of company would be better suited for them yeah you know if you're not one to take down walls and take down soffits and move everything and put forth that type of investment and spend you know six figures plus then we're not for you. You know, if somebody just wants a mild, you know, facelift, take things out, put them right back, maybe builder grade products. Yeah. You know, that's a different niche and, and that's not us. So we try to find that out right away on the first meeting. Um, and no one's feelings are hurt. Yeah. You know, it's either we're a good fit for this type of project or this client or we're not. What, um, I, I kind of want to hear, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack through this. I want to know like, what was the sales pitch like at right rug? That right, right? Yeah, like oh, if somebody came in, like what do you what do you say to them? <laughs> oh, so obviously it was a bunch of us friends. We we're all college yeah. kids, and it was a competition. You guys took it like that? Oh, it was a competition. Who That'd can, be fun. Who can sell the most? And um, yeah, we would do absolutely anything. You think that's what drives you? That uh, like competition, kind of. Uh, I mean, back like part then, of it. Back then, I was young. You know, now no, now. It's the creative side yeah. and in and, and doing really special projects that are just amazing. And then hopefully get professional photography and get them published in, you know, magazines and, um, 
you know, design contests, yeah. you know, so, you know, I think that's the most rewarding part now. And do you get picked for those or do you, uh, I get apply for them? Oh, that you need the to word? submit, okay. yeah, fill out an application, um, answer a bunch of, bunch of questions, yeah. send them a bunch of pictures before and after they want all the CAD drawings. I mean, they want everything except your firstborn child. Yeah. Very much. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, but I mean, there's one that I'm probably most proud of and that was, um, a design contest through Thermidor appliances. And there was 38,000 entries around the world. And I entered actually our, what is Thermidor? Sorry. Uh, it's a very like high end appliance company, okay. appliance manufacturer. So 38,000 entries. And then for the, this region, I won first place. And then for the entire United States, I think there was, I forgot, 14 regions, Yeah, one winner from every region. So out of 38,000, I was one of 14. Dang. That's pretty impressive, man. I'd be proud of that. And they flew us out to California to their headquarters and this very nice extravagant gala and award ceremony and parties. And do you cry at those kind of things? Like for that kind of award, did you get some tears or something? No, yeah. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you go there to see who's going to win first place, you know, whatever. I didn't win it, but met a lot of great people from all over the yeah. country. Uh, the Thermidor people were fantastic, great hosts. I feel like that's gotta be a good experience too. Like just like meeting other people and like kind of seeing other kitchens, like, cause that can still help you help you for like good ideas and stuff too. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got to go into their, they got these makeshift kitchens with their, um, I guess, future appliances that aren't released yet that they're experimenting with. And we got to go in there. We all got to cook something Ooh, like, like what? I, I forgot what we cooked, but I remember they or brought, like, what, what do you mean experiment with? Uh, kind of like the next generation appliances. Okay. So something's not released yet, Dang. you know, like future appliances that they'll be releasing. But not only that, they brought in world renowned chefs to cook with all of us. So Dang. we were cooking with all these world renowned chefs and, like I said, they did a great job. That's pretty cool. It was cool. I remember at your uh, at your birthday party, the the lamb that you guys cooked. Oh yeah, that was cool. Just rolling around. That was the first time I think I actually had lamb. Whole lamb on the rotisserie. Yeah. You just eat it right off the spit. You don't even take it off. You just pick at it all night. That was good. It. Yep. <laughs> what is uh? <laughs> that was really good. Now I'm thinking about that. Uh huh. Um. What was like? Do you have a favorite kitchen that you did? Or did, uh, that you guys designed, or or like one that you uh, really remember? Um, I mean, there's or there's just been few. so many. They're just all so different, you know. You like them all for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like some for the products that were selected, uh, and I like another one for the the design. Okay. Yeah, you know, maybe not so much the product, but the design. So, what's your favorite kind of product that you like to use in kitchens? Um. Well, if it's cabinets, what uh, what are all the things like? Is that would that mean just like different kind of woods, like finished woods and stuff like that? Well, like with woods or marble or well cabinets and counters. There's different options. There's different manufacturers. There's different qualities. There's different woods. There's different constructions. There's so many. Yeah. So when it comes to cabinets, if money's no object, I like the inset cabinets, which means all the, well, they're right here. Uh, all the door and drawer fronts go inside of the frame. Okay. And it looks like high-end furniture. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's the most costly, and uh, there's no such thing as an entry-level or low-end inset line. So it's very expensive, but it's very high-end looking. And, and then um, I didn't know about the bathroom stuff. Yeah. When did you guys start doing that? 
So we always did bathrooms. Really? Exactly. Nobody knew we did <laughs> because of our name, Kitchen Craft. Yeah. So I got tired of hearing my clients. I'd run into them wherever. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, would you? Uh, what's going on? They're like, oh, well, we just uh, got our bathroom done. I'm like, why didn't you call me? Yeah. They're like, you do bathrooms? I'm like, yeah. They're like, but your name, Kitchen Craft. So we got tired of hearing it. Yeah. So, you know, we're still the same company. It was all marketing. So we decided to open up Dream Baths, which is... Um, is it like a separate LLC now? No, it's the same company. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a DBA. <laughs> it's, just, it's just all marketing. Yeah. So uh, if you look at our logo, it'll say Dream Baths and then in small words below say buy Kitchen Craft. Okay. Because we got to sell... Everyone knows that Kitchen Craft I did brand. not know that. Right. So we started marketing um, also for dream baths, even though we always did bathrooms. How long ago was that, that you kind of noticed that? Like when, here, let me try to think of my question. I had it in my head. Like, was there a point like, um, like you were just doing kitchens and you guys were wondering why nobody wanted like bathrooms done and stuff like that? Well, so we first started, we weren't doing baths. We were doing kitchens. And then I forgot when, maybe five, six years after we started, we did start doing baths. Um, and we did market to, for it too. You know, you look at our ads, print ads, kitchen and bath, yeah. whatever. Um, but I'd say when we first started doing bathrooms, it was probably 80% kitchens, 20% baths. But every year that number kept getting closer. The bath number got closer to the kitchen. So, uh-huh. you know, and 30%, and then 40%. And then we're like, you know what? Maybe we should open up a bath only, you know, company and people will and, and go after the higher end. Yeah. And see what happens. So we did that, and that's what we do now. So we go after the higher end baths, um, and now I'd say it's fifty fifty. Yeah, fifty fifty, and it's the same showroom. It's the same installers, the same designers. I really had no idea. I'm like, it's, I'm like appalled at it. I'm like, what the heck? I had no idea. It was just that kitchen craft name threw everybody for a loop. They have no idea we did bathrooms. Do you guys do like a? So if somebody were to get their kitchen done. This is just a weird question. Would, can you guys, um, like when people get a house, you can get it already fully furnished. Can they get their kitchen fully furnished, like with dishes and stuff like that? Not from us. <laughs> no. I don't know. Just a, no. a, a weird question. No, but it's funny because I hear uh, clients all the time say that after the kitchen's done, they have to get all new dishes yeah. and all new pots and pans. Like a, these plates don't look like they go yeah, in these cabinets. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I hear that a lot that they're going to you know, replenish and start over yeah. all their dinnerware and cookware. What's, um, you talked about that one bathroom. Um, what's a cool, a cool bathroom that you did? Not a, not a bachelor one. <laughs> um, actually there's one last week that we just finalized the agreement for. And, uh, we got a little funny saying around the office. Everybody calls it the car wash. Okay. Uh, because of the size, it's large. Okay. Um, it's a walk-in, so there's no door to get in. Oh, really? It's so big, you can walk in. It's zero entry, so there's no curb or lip to step in. It's just all flush Dang. straight in there. But when you look at the wall, it looks like a car wash with how many different apparatuses are on the wall. Like there's six body sprays. There's two rain heads, two shower heads, two handhelds. And then I've got like eight diverter valves, you know, on top of the volume control. It's like 10 valves in all. I mean, like what, just for water? To divert the water to okay. all the different devices. Dang. Hey, a, was there a, like iPads in there and stuff? Do you, can you guys do that? So there are controls instead of like the valves that you normally turn it on that look like iPads that you can put in the shower. Uh, Moen and Kohler have products like that. It's all full color touch screen and 
control the water temp and the volume and what you turn on and off. What and it, also it's controlled from Wi-Fi. So yeah. your alarm goes off. You can, <laughs> you know, turn on your shower from your phone. So by the time you get to the shower, you got hot water. That's insane. It doesn't even take that long for hot water to get there. Well, it could take two, three minutes. <laughs> that's just crazy. Two, three minutes on the shower, yeah. five minutes on the coffee. Come on. <laughs> that, dude, that, that's a 10-minute walk down the street that you got, you know? Dang. What? <laughs> it adds up. <laughs> that's just funny. What is like, uh, <laughs> where do you think the uh, next bathroom, like the future of the bathroom is going to be? I mean, the future is technology in, in any room. Like what for, really do. what can you go further after Wi-Fi, like turning your water on, you know what I mean? Like a robot to wash you? Seriously? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I couldn't I even know. think of the, the next thing. Well, there's something out there that I know that they're working on at Microsoft and it's something you just walk into a room and it's a computer somewhere but you just speak and you say you know turn on my shower 78 degrees uh turn the lights on at 80 percent that's pretty cool Um, i would like that you can and then um if you walk into a kitchen it acknowledges your presence it's got cameras it sees you and knows it's you and not intruder turns the lights on and you can say like a ring for your kitchen right hey right and then you can say, uh, you know, what? I'm going to make uh, chili tonight. Uh, give me my, give me a recipe for chili or save recipe. And then it shoots down these lights onto your, you have to have black countertops. And the recipe is on your countertops through the camera. Seriously. Light. Yeah. That's, that's freaking cool, man. And then all the outlets uh, are now magnetic. So you got magnetic appliances. So there's no more outlets is the future. So you can just put those handheld appliances, your mixers, whatever, just on, anywhere in the countertop where you know that that magnetic whatever outlet yeah. is below, no more cords. Could you do that with like um, pans and stuff? Like clean pans, just magnet, magnet on your wall? Uh, not yet. No? Not yet. But there are special pans for induction cooktops. That's been here a while. Like I'm trying to think of some, some cool ideas that maybe haven't been thought of. So induction, <laughs> you know, there's there's gas cooktops and there's electric. Now there's induction. It's actually been around maybe 10 years. What is that? It's magnetic. So you have to have special pans and you put it on the induction top and it's the reaction, you know, the magnetic reaction. You can boil water in 60 seconds. You can touch it while it's boiling water. It's cold to the touch because it's not a flame or an electric burner. That's insane. If anything spills over, since it's not hot, it doesn't get caked onto your stovetop. So you don't have to, you know, clean it. You know, it's not hard to clean. It's not getting caked or baked on. Um, So that's that's here. That does seem like the future is like less cleaning. Like what? I feel like that's what stops a lot of people from just doing stuff in their kitchen. You know what I mean? I feel like the kitchen is a kind of a fun place to hang out, like in a yeah. for a family. It's the heart of the home. Yeah, it's where everything happens. Everything, everybody, you know, everything takes place. And you're right. Everybody today, you know, especially with COVID, you know, they want maintenance free, yeah. bacteria free. You know, so um, you know that's really sparked a you know, I guess you know certain products that people want yeah. because of that. You know. Um, you know, there's granite composite sinks that kill 99.9% of bacteria on contact. Well, with COVID, people like that. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Explain that. So it's a man-made sink that's made from granite composite, but they add these ions to it. What is a granite composite? Imagine literally taking granite, grinding it up. Okay. And adding just some kind of color to it to make it black or gray or white. And they make a sink. It's a composite. Huh. 
and they add these ions to it as it's getting manufactured and those ions kill 99.9% of bacteria on contact. How do you even th- like how do you even figure that out? I don't know. Does practice their trial and error over and over again? Yep. Uh, quartz countertops, they're non-porous, so they don't have to ever seal it, low maintenance and you know as far as cleaning up and germs and bacteria. Um, so everyone's heading towards low maintenance or no maintenance, you know, and safety. Uh, you know, Okay. Low, low maintenance. Low maintenance. Everybody wants low maintenance and, you know, maintenance free and yeah, everyone's just, you know. Now, now I want to know what, I'm going to just go a couple more appliances. What's uh, like the next kind of sink? The next sink? Like, I, I feel like the, I don't know if it's the coolest one that I've seen, but just like where it doesn't have, um, it's not. What, what would that be? The composite? The composite. Yeah. Um, it's just like straight and kind of like le- just leans down. Like a, like more like a trough almost? Yeah. But like, I don't know where it was. Like maybe it was in their bathroom. But just like, I don't know. It was kind of cool. You just yeah. turn the water on. It's like it doesn't spread everywhere. It's just, it just goes down. I mean, there's glass <laughs> glass sinks in bathrooms that we've done. And then you can add LED lighting in the cabinet. So when you turn on the lights, your, your bowl shines. Ooh. You know what I mean? So we've done that before. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's kind of different. As far as what's new, I mean, I don't think there's anything really new out there. I mean, there's probably just like just, crazy designs and just stuff designs, like that. Designs, right? Designs, colors, shapes, stuff like that. Is there like, um, like washer dryer oven? So I just got a new washer and dryer. Here, uh, sorry, real quick. Is that so? When you guys do the kitchen, is that like something that you guys? So say they were getting a new fridge, do you? tell them which one that they should get or yeah we spec everything out um and we'll get online and show them all the specs if they need to go see feel touch then we'll meet them at you know our our distributor and we can go to their showroom and and what are those ones where you can get like stuff off amazon or like you can make like grocery lists on your fridges and stuff like that uh yeah there's stuff like that and they got built-in computers now under there and all that it's it's insane that's insane, man. Yep. Like uh, I said, the technology is where everything's heading. It's just like you, at one point you think that there's there could be no more, and that's just like something crazy. Technology is like how could, like it's already good now. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like yeah. I feel like any anything a little crazier, it it might the world might get a little crazier with all this technology. And we're gonna get lazier. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously though, it's like that's the one thing. I, I even catch myself like on my phone sometimes just like going to check a message or something. And then my mind just, I'll go to like Facebook or Instagram and just like start scrolling. And I didn't even mean to. Right. And I'm just like, what the heck? That's like 10 minutes that went by. I didn't even realize I was doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's a, about the, the time limit. Um, is there anything special you want to say? Or? <laughs> no, I don't think K- so. Kitchen craft you hiring? What do, you, what do you have to do to work at KitchenCraft if you want to be part of the, the best kitchen design team? Well, whatever position we're hiring for, you just need to be the best. You got to have experience, um, uh, you know, to work at this level with these high-end projects. Do you and, need a degree? You don't need a degree. Okay. You just have to have tenure and have years of experience and know what you're doing. And if you're just starting out, uh, you can always start at the big box stores, Lowe's, Home Depot, and and just start learning somewhere. Because, yeah. like I said, that's you what know, you did. That's what I said. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, I was self taught, and it took me 10 so years to be able to really pull off some really nice projects. Yeah. You know, like I said, you can't learn it in a book. 
can't learn it in school. You just got to get out there, start somewhere. And, you know, Lowe's or like a Home Depot type place is a great place to start. And then, all right, sorry, one, one last question. I just thought of it. Yep. Um, when you guys were first working, um, were you guys working for free some of the time or were you guys always making a profit? So when we first started, this was every... You got the five grand, the five grand loan. Yes. So we did pay my parents back, which was great. But the first six months or so, I'll never forget this. Every Friday, my partner and I, I'm like, all right, what do you need? And I'm like, okay, I got a electric bill for, you know, $23. I've got my gas bill, $18. Um, I need $50 for whatever gas this week. And I need $8 for Raymond noodles this week. I mean, literally. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can live off $158 this week. And we did that for six months. I mean, we just took exactly what we needed to be able to just to pay that's whatever crazy. bills we had. That's dedication though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, um, I thought about it today when I was taking a shower. It's just like, um, like when you put in a certain amount of work and people are like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. Like, are you, you put in the work. So it's like, are you, um, are you even amazed at it? It's like, you put in the work. It's like, do you, you kind of knew that it was going to come. Does that make sense? You mean the, like you're not surprised because you put you've been putting in the work like you the other side was going to come to it. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to come. Okay, you know, I, I didn't know. I just I always believe though if you're dedicated and if if you work hard, you know it something's going to come. Yeah, didn't know how much is going to come, but I know it's not going to be still Raymond noodles everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so you know, really didn't know what the you know, I guess you know what the ceiling was going to be. And, you know, what I've learned over, you know, the last 20 some years is it could be whatever ceiling you want. It yeah. just takes hard work, determination and motivation. And if you're in the driver's seat, you can make it whatever you want it to be. Did you try to make it like other people's um, when you first started or, and then did you kind of like, okay, this is where um, my field is like, this is my, like my lane, the way that, um, I kind of do it. I don't want to be like other people. Well, it's funny you say that because we do do it completely different than everybody else. And that is what separates us from anybody else. And when anybody asks, who's your competition? I tell them nobody. Ooh, I like it. We don't do it like anybody else. And then you explain how we do it. And they're like, wow, that makes sense. Like, what do you mean by that? Just the way that we run our company and the way that we run our projects and just just our whole methodology yeah. is completely different. And it makes sense so that clients aren't surprised after a project starts with surprises and change orders and more money. Like we spend way more time up front doing our due diligence yeah. and ordering everything up front, paying for it up front, you know, inventorying in our warehouse up front. Uh, inspecting everything up front. So we spend a lot more time up front. Okay. So when you get to contract, whatever that contract is, that's your contract. There's no surprises. It's done. Everybody else, they start and just like you see on these, you know, TV shows. It's like, like, oh, we got we to gotta go a little oh, longer. Oh, we got a surprise. You know, it's $8,000 more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Where are we going to get that money from? You know, it's like, well, let's go change this now. And yeah. We don't do that. And then it goes to like a later date and they have to be there longer. Yep. Exactly. That sucks. Yep. Hey, that's pretty cool though. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've had a pleasure talking. 
Um, oh, this was I, fun. I, I learned a lot. Yeah, I hope you liked it. I hope I had some good questions. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right. <laughs>